Hey, Travis Rogers here. When you're not listening to me on the Lakers pre- and post-game shows, tune in to The Experience with Laferne Cusack, where she goes beyond the play and focuses on athletes, fans, and the biggest events that inspire and shape our community. Listen to The Experience with Laferne Cusack, Sundays, 5 to 6 a.m. ESPN LA 710. Welcome to The Experience here on ESPN LA. I'm Laferne Cusack. Today, we have a special treat from you. In studio, Beverly Kilpatrick. She is the coach for the girls varsity and JV team, volleyball team for Hollywood High. Ollie Jansen, she's the team captain of the girls varsity volleyball team. Tony Haramia, she is an equal rights attorney and also included Alexa Manaba. Alexis Ibrahimi and Christine Morales. Ladies, welcome to the show. Thank, Thank you, you for having us. You guys are truly champions. And Beverly, let's talk about you as a coach. Your experience of becoming a coach for Hollywood High. Um, well, I've only been a coach for three years. Only? Yeah. <laughs> only for three years. And... I didn't think it was going to be volleyball. I thought it was going to be track and field because um, that's what I did in high school and that's what I did in college. Um, but it turns out that my daughter loved volleyball. And um, so I got uh, attached to watching the game. And then I was like, oh, I could do this and started watching YouTube uh, videos. And next me, you know, I was really into it and then became a coach. And, and Tony, how did you get intermixed in this volleyball team? Well, my daughter, Ali Jansen, who's here, is um, a volleyball player. She's been a volleyball player since sixth grade, awesome. and she did club volleyball. Uh, she's always uh, shown that, you know, spirit and competitiveness. We named her after Muhammad Ali, and she is a fighter. And so I started going to all the games. I've supported her, um, and, you know, that's how um, I... I got involved in, in sports. And, you know, when I was in high school, I played sports as well. So I've always been interested. Yes. And Ali, how is it being the team captain? Oh, it comes with challenges and it also comes with benefits. Um, I love my team so much. They make it so much easier and so much more fun to be playing. What is it about the game of volleyball that you love so much? Well, for me, it's a few things. A lot of it comes with, you know, things like goal setting. It helps me with time management. It helps me with my work ethic, but it also helps me get an escape from things. And it really just lets me open up and talk about, you know, something that I'm truly passionate about. And I think that it, you can tell on the court. Yeah, absolutely. And what skills, um, Coach Kilpatrick, what skills do you see that you are teaching the, the girls of the volleyball team? Definitely to be competitive because I'm very competitive. Um, also um, to become a team and work as a team mm -hmm. and to respect each other and um, just to f follow through um, whatever they, they've committed to, just commit to it fully, 100% or 110%. Um, and what I'm seeing is that the growth of the girls um, you know, we've got some freshmen, we've got some juniors and um, sophomores um, playing with um, seniors. So, you know, I'm expecting the seniors to help the others. And it just seems like it's coming together. So, And Alexa, can you tell us about your experience on the court? Well, my experience on the court, there's been like a lot of challenges, especially as um, 
When I was a freshman, I was in the JV team, but later on I became varsity. Um, it was um, a very hard transition for me because I had to learn um, the varsity rotation, and it was a whole new team because there's a difference between the JV and varsity team. In what but, way? What difference? Well, in JV, it's it was like my family in the beginning. That was the team I've learned to become closer with. But in varsity, I wasn't that close with them. So having to learn um, everyone's like personality in the varsity team was really great for me. And I think it brought me closer to them. And Alexis, can you tell us about your experience? Well, throughout high school, I've been playing since freshman year. And like every year, it's been a little challenge for me. Because freshman year, I was in JV. And um, sophomore year, I was in JV. Junior year, when I first came to Hollywood High, it was my first year. And, like, I wanted to practice with them because I saw how competitive they were. And I got close with Coach Kilpatrick, and, like, she was, like, a second mom to me. And, um, I don't know, just do a family to me. It was, like, different on the court. Yeah, that's the thing. It's, like, you don't really find that family. Like, when, when you go to school... It's like, okay, you have your friends, but when you're on a team, you fight for one another. You, you, know, you're, you're, you know, you have this challenge to win, to, you know, you go through hard tears, you know, trying to get through that one mile in three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's like, it brings you guys together. Uh, Christine, can you talk about that? I definitely see these bonds between us as a team. And every year, I feel like um, every year there's always different teams that we go um, that I have been with. For example, the seniors leave, then freshmen come in, new people come in. But I definitely gain a sense of bond mm-hmm. and relationships between these people that I have just barely met every single year. And that's only through the sport of volleyball in which I can get that true um, family absolutely in, in school. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Tony, can you talk about how you see the importance of retaining girls in sports? Oh, yeah. Thank you for that question. It's absolutely um, a really, you know, on-point question. There's so many studies about girls in sports and how positive uh, the outcome is with regards to how they become as young adults. I mean, obviously, exercise is going to help them and benefit them on a physical level, but it's also beneficial on a mental level. Um a lot of times the girls are going to uh, fight an escape, like Ali mentioned, and sports is that escape. So it really decreases the tendency to use drugs. Um, it decreases um, teen pregnancy in, in girls who play sports. Um, there's been studies that show that their um, you know, grades go up. They learn time management. And they have friendships. They, they establish friendships. Um, and they learn a lot of life skills. They learn skills such as learning how to accept defeat and failure in a very graceful way. Um, <laughs> Without you know, the lawnmower parents coming in right? and saying, my, my son, my daughter, they need the trophy. Give exactly, it to them. Exactly, exactly. Um, there's also this... Um, you know, they start establishing bonds. But there's also studies that show that girls who are in sports are successful 
um, not just in uh, graduating high school and going into college, but they're also successful in the workplace. You know, the, um, and like what we were talking off air, you can tell who the girls are and the women are who's played sports. Mm-hmm. They're more confident. They know how to have um, intercommunication with both men and women. Um, they are, you know, go-getters. Yes. They, they strive for success. And you can see that in their work ethic. And uh, Coach Kilpatrick, can you talk about that? Have you seen the transition from when you first had these young ladies as as uh, your your team to now how they've transitioned into that? Um, yeah, well, I'm also the head coach for the boys. Um, so when I first started, you do it all. <laughs> <laughs> when I first started, it was the boys that I actually started um, coaching. So was there a huge difference between the? The level of confidence or? Um, yes, the boys are just relentless. They just come in and they're, they're ready. Where the girls take their time to like build up that confidence to get on that court and, and be ready to play. So, um, but the boys would come in, the net would be set up, they'd have balls in their hands before I even walk into the court. With the girls, it's like, Get together, get your stuff together. Let's go. Um, so motivation, mm-hmm. um, I think for for girls is a, a huge example of getting them their mindset ready for being in the gym and ready to start practice or play a game. Right. Uh, so with with that, what type of things do you do to help them develop their confidence? Well, I. There's two captains for varsity, and um, so I actually have them be the leaders of um, their, so their peers can see them and respect them, and they can respect um, the other players as well. And um, so they have a voice, and um, I listen to criticism of like, no, we should do it this way, and we should do it that way, and I'm like, no, we should do it this way, but then I'll say, okay, let's see if it works for the team, because they're talking for the team, so um, so the confidence levels um, come mm-hmm. through that as well. Now, Ollie, it's, it takes a lot to be team captain. How do you instill a level of, uh, uh, of confidence in your team as the as the team captain so since I started volleyball I try to be you know the one on the team that brings it together the one that really brings that fire to the game and I think with every team comes difficulty in that and with every team captain spot you know it comes with challenges but um, you know, these girls, they work hard. The skill is there. I don't have to, I'm not the coach. I don't teach them how to pass. I don't teach them how to set. The skill is there. The talent is there. So the part that we're working together on is, you know, the mental game, the fight, the competition, the want to win and the desire to bring home the trophy. Go team, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I love that. Uh, okay, so so moving on to more, let's talk about the physical aspect of uh, being on the volleyball team. Can you talk about your strategy to get them healthy and full of strength in order for them to be the champions that they are? And what 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 do you do? What are your strategies for success? Okay, so um, I was a track star. 
So I use track <laughs> and speed and running on the track, doing bleachers um, and d- building up the core, their core mm-hmm. and uh, squats. <laughs> oh, the squats. Uh, and um, and then being I, I'm like I said, I'm very competitive. And so my coach never ever st- there was not any exercise that he didn't think that I needed to not do even though I was running track and field, which I would be like, why am I lifting all these weights? I don't need it. But he, it was to build the stamina. And so the girls are, are actually learning that and building the stamina um, because playing five games, sometimes playing five games because it's the best out of five, takes a lot of stamina and strength and, these girl, and determination. And their mindsets has has to be there where it has to the energy level has to also be there. Right. So um, it, it takes a lot for them to actually play so many games because the switch out is like a couple of minutes mm-hmm. and then they're playing another game mm-hmm. up to 25. And so that's that's pretty awesome. So we we saw like with some statistics that go out like when let's see the the coach for Kansas State University uh coach Schneider he, when he was trying to build the the foundation of the team he like ran the team to where at the end of the week a lot of a lot of the guys dropped off of the team because it was so difficult but st- statistics show that girls drop out of sports twice as often as boys w- what do you think Tony the reason is for that there's several reasons um, based on several studies. And so some of the reasons is um, there's no support from families. So a lot of times um, with the stereotypes that go with girls in sports versus boys in sports, um, parents sometimes don't support girls who are in sports and they have um, conflicting responsibilities. So instead of practice, they need to come home and take care of their little brother or they need to go work to help in the uh, household income. Um, so that's one reason. Um, other reasons is that some teen girls still think that sports is unfeminine. You know, I mean, there's still that mind frame sometimes. So there's no peer support. And and they tend to think that, oh, okay, I don't want to do sports. I don't want to, you know, look masculine or it's unfeminine. Uh, so I want to, you know, so I'm not going to, I'm not going to continue. Um, and there's lack of encouragement. Sometimes there's lack of role models. So there's not enough female um leaders in sports that they can look to and look up to and and so there's there's that lack of support and encouragement but i'm sure the girls have their reasons why people why girls drop out do you guys any of you want to address that personally for me um going along with what my mom said is um a lot of the reasons girls drop out is because they don't feel they're supported by their parents, whether it's their coach or even their teammates. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of it does have to do with, you know, looking masculine or, you know, I don't want to get my nails dirty or I don't want to mess this and this up. But, you know, you can still spike a ball down and, you know, (laughs) (laughs) get your nails done after. (laughs) Um, I think a lot of it comes with, you know, the stereotype, like, People want to watch boys play. They want to see them spike down on the seven, eight foot net. But we can do the same thing, being only exactly. five, three, five, five. You know, we can, 
get the job done just as well, if not better. So, Coach, what do you what do you think about that? Is there is it more of a physical demand on the body, or is it more of what Tony and Ali are saying? I think it's a little bit of both, and and also confidence. Um, I think that um, a lot of girls don't feel like they can play. Um, and so they've never done a sport before, so they never did a sport in elementary school or any of that that stuff. So they come to high school, and and the emotions of like, oh my God, there's a coach, very competitive, and I, I'm just not built that way. My mm-hmm. personality is not that way. So I get a lot of girls that are say, oh, I don't want to be on varsity because I'm not ready yet. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, well, what does that mean that you're not ready? You're not ready mentally, or you're not ready? She goes, no, no, not. I'm just not ready. Mm. So a lot of them, it's it's based on their personality as but well. But that's also like uh, the coach has to be kind of like the psychologist as well. It's not just one fits all for each teammate. It's like you have to know exactly what's happening in your player's you know, background. Okay, well, how do I talk to the player? How you know, do I coach the player in a way that is specific specific for them? Because some players don't, you know, navigate to someone yelling at them. Like, I would totally shut down when my coach would yell at me. But if she talked to me in a different way, I'd, I'd be like, oh, right, I'm on, I'm on board, let's do this, go team, right? Mm-hmm. But, you know, so how do you navigate knowing exactly what each young lady needs? That's a hard question. <laughs> um, but um, I've I've actually, I think I've developed a, a personal relationship with every single girl mm-hmm. I um, that's on the volleyball team. Even JV, there's 18 girls on JV. Wow. And I've kind of, you know, talking to them, asking them, like, so how is school going? Or, you know, how what's it like to be at home? And finding out... I found out a lot of things in this last game that we went to at Pasadena um, about, you know, girls being pulled out of school to go work with their parents mm-hmm. or, you know, getting beaten at home and stuff. And I, I was like, yeah, you know, I used to get beaten on stuff, um, but I didn't even know it was still going on, you know, right. because it's not me. So um, so I wanted to do I was like, OK, I need to address this. And so I spoke to the AD and I basically said, we need to get a support system in for girls and most probably boys so that they have an avenue to talk about these things, um, because who are they going to tell? Who, you know, they're not going to tell their friends that they got whipped last night. Mm-hmm. So, um, so, um, so they need to have an avenue. Like the school needs to, the the process of the school is great. You know, it's for education, but it also has to be the best interest of the child. And so, I think we need to Im- Im- put in place some of those things for right. the kids. Right, Ali, you were going to say. Um, I was just going to say, personally, my coach has made it so much easier to transition. I came to Hollywood High late semester last year, and, you know, I walked in. She's already yelling at the girls. (laughs) I was already doing a late tryout. I was like, oh, God, this coach is going to hate me. But, you know, as time came on, we butt heads a little bit, and then we learned to work together. And now she's like a second mom to me. So it makes it, you know, easier to take her yelling from the sidelines <laughs> when I just i am able to cry my life out to her on the phone the next right, day. Right, right. <laughs> Alexa, what about you? Um, well, I'm going to do a little story time. So okay. 
When I was in middle school, I went to a guy's playoff game at some high school, and as I was、um, sitting in the gym watching the guys play, I saw coach yelling at them and telling them to, <laughs> and telling them to、um, work together and to be as a team. And, and I thought that she was really mean at first, but I talked to my middle school coach, and he said that she's just really competitive and that in reality she's really nice. And, and as I came to Hollywood, I realized that. My coach is really nice, and she does get to learn us. She does get to、um, want to know us at a more personal level, and yeah. Yeah. And what about you, Alexis?、Uh, <clears throat> sorry. At first, when I met Coach Kilpatrick,、um, I thought she was kind of mean, and like, <laughs> I'll be honest, like, because I saw her how she was acting with、um, how she was with the boys' volleyball team.、Mm-hmm. And、um, I don't know. Like, when I went to try out, like she was competitive. I could tell she was, and I was like, okay, I can handle it. You know, like I've been there, done that with other other coaches. But like, as long as like with JV, like she was yell at me, do this, do that, do it right, and I, I used to always get better at it. I learned my lesson every time I did a mistake. <laughs> and then when I joined varsity, it was kind of harder on me because like I never been on varsity before, but. Every day is like a different competition with coach. Like she's like different with me every day. Do,、uh, coach Kilpatrick, do you find that it's different? Because when I hear that, I hear coaches and, and Tony. We're going to get back to to the the stats and stuff with it. But when I hear coaches talk about do this, like is it different if a male is yelling versus you know? When a male is seen yelling at their athletes, it's like, oh, they're competitive. They're they're hard. They're going to win. Versus, oh wow, she's just really mean. She's not. Yeah, I think there's a stereotype saying that you know, men should teach、um, the women or the young ladies because it's like a father figure. Where a mom, you know, a, a woman teaching, it's like, oh, my mom, and who argues the most is the daughter and the mom,、mm-hmm. right? So they argue a lot. So, yes, there's a stereotype thinking that you know men that are yelling at、um, are more competitive than women.、Um, but、um, at the end of the day, when the game is over, they walk off.、Mm-hmm. I stay. And I talk to the girls, and I talk to the parents. I thank the parents for coming and supporting, and I make sure that the girls are getting home safely. Are you going home? Who are you going home with? Did your mom? Is your mom here? So I'm kind of like、mm-hmm. turn out to be the mother as well、mm-hmm. um, with the girls, and、um, I think that's that's the only difference. And Tony, you as a parent of your all star,、uh, how do, how do you manage all of that and having a coach? As、uh, effective as Coach Kilpatrick. Well, it's it's such a benefit because you know going back to what we were talking about as to why girls drop out of sports at a higher level than boys. A lot of it is coaching. You know, if they don't feel supported or if they're criticized、um, in ways that are belittling and demeaning to them as girls, you know, they tend to drop out. But what's fantastic is. The fact that、um, I feel confident that the team and my daughter—they have a second mom out there that's looking out not just for their、um, comp- being competitive and winning the game, but also out there making sure that their best interests. 
their health, their um, safety mm-hmm. is is secure. And so I think it's um, such a blessing to have a coach who who does that and who's able to do that. And and as a parent, that makes us feel much more comfortable, of course. And uh, you, as a, a lawyer, as someone that is in the back making sure that there are equal rights for girls, for women, on and off the court. How do you see it going, you know, versus, you know, 20 years ago to what it is today? I think there's been a lot of improvement, but we have a lot more to go. So uh, one of the very strong laws that uh, ensure equality between girls and boys, men and women in athletics is Title IX. Title IX, everyone, you know, um, knows Title IX is the section of the Education Amendments Acts of 1972. It's a federal law. And this is the boring part, but I think it's important. It states that no person in the United States shall on the basis of sex, be excluded from participation in, be denied the benefits of, or be subjected to discrimination under any education program or activity receiving federal financial assistance. So that applies to all public schools, private schools. Anytime there's federal funds that go to a school or if a student gets um, financial aid, then Title IX protects uh, the students and the athletes. And so any kind of education program includes athletics. And so you, so, so schools and, and institutions need to make sure that there's equal access, um, for girls in sports. Um, there's also participation so that they're allowed to participate equally in sports as to the boys and to the men. And so an example is that, um, if you, the law says that if there's a football team, you know, it's a football team and it's predominantly boys. If they don't have a girls football team, then the girls can tr- are must be allowed to try out to that team, that football team, and play. And in fact, um, statistics and studies show that there's actually over 700 girls that play football yeah. in, in schools <laughs> um, because of Title IX. You know, and so that's one. Scholarships is another one. There needs to be equal opportunity for scholarships for girls and boys, um, not just in you know in in um, col- you know in college. Um, and so those are things that um, Title IX is important to. And benefits and coaching and locker rooms, um, the facilities that are provided, medical and training facilities, they're all supposed to be equally accessible and equally um, applied to boys and girls. And Christine, do you feel that you are supported at Hollywood High? As a girl? As a girl. Well, as, yeah. As, you know, as a female in the sport, as well as, you know, your counterparts versus the males. I, in Hollywood High, I can see where I'm not supported and I am supported because, okay, um, personally, I see that we have one girl at the football team, at, at the football team. Like um, Tony was saying, she um, she's actually playing for the boys team because there's no girls team. So I think that's one way, like we're supported. We we get to have um, we get to be in the football team and have a lot of girls sports compared to other schools. However, we also see m- most of the funding for football. We don't have a lot of funding for volleyball or any other sport, and we feel like we have to get our own like funding for it like out of our out of our pockets to pay for 
most of the things for volleyball, such as Tony, Tony's mom, and I mean, Ali gets to, um, and Coach gets to get money out of their own pockets to pay for um, wow. transportation, for food, or anything else. And as for football, there's no problem with that. So that's how I feel about it. Wow. So there needs to, like I was saying, there's there's a way to go. There's still a ways to go. Mm-hmm. Coach, what do you have to say about that? Um, yeah, <laughs> it's it's been a challenge, um, especially as as a coach. Um, you know, my pay isn't high because it's seasonal. It's a seasonal job, and but what comes with it is equipment um, that the girls need. Um, that if we go on a tournament, someone's going to pay for that. That comes out of my pocket. Um, so, but to, in order for them to experience other teams in the valley or be in a tournament, mm-hmm. that costs money, and the school um, will support getting, you know, um, for the for um, you to do the paperwork to make sure they're safe. But apart from that, the funding has to come from somewhere else. Yeah, so are you guys doing a lot of fundraising, like car washes? and I mean, like, I don't know when, where you find the time to do that as an athlete and a scholar. Ali? Um, the simple answer is that, you know, it makes the fight harder, of course, you know, feeling like you're not supported by your school when you're out there wearing their jersey representing them. Um, when you have to worry about, you know, how are we going to get all the girls there or, you know, we need some new balls, just as simple as that. It um, it really, it makes it, yeah, it makes it harder knowing that, you know, your school, it makes you feel like, oh, well, they can announce, you know, boys basketball game coming up and they're not even in season, but we're, we have undefeated record and, you know, we get a little two seconds that's like added on to attendance announcement. So what do you what do you think some strategies are to be able to get as much announcements as, as the boys teams or you know, I think it's comes with an ongoing struggle that we just have. You know, um these days it's hard to people make players, women players, minority players as you know, they're loud, they're obnoxious, or if they stand up for, you know, they want this, they want that, they want too much, they're asking for too much. For, like, example, Serena Williams, I see myself represented in her when she fights for, you know, what her team, what she needs, she's her own team, but what her, what she needs for her game and to do her best. And for me, I see myself, myself represented as a woman and a minority in her. And, it makes me want to fight for, you know, what I think we deserve as an undefeated team. That's interesting. Uh, this week I had a conversation about that as well, how me growing up, I didn't feel com- confident enough to speak up for myself as an athlete, as a, a scholar, as, you know, in whatever situation, because it's like, sit there. Be nice. Look pretty. Oh, right. So then it's like when I get into a situation where I'm in a leadership position now and it's like, no, you have to speak up. There's no more like, okay, you can still be professional. If someone is offended by how you ask them something or whatever, you still need to get this job done. And whatever tactics, whatever skills you need to do it, you have to speak up for yourself. And speaking up for your oneself is 
I think, building the strength in you to be exactly who you need to be in this life. Right? right. Agreed. I, I agree. Right. I agree. Yeah. People need to speak up and and and. S- what sometimes the stereotype is is that if you speak up and you you're you're just whining and you're complaining and why be a whiner and a complainer but that's not and and, and that's what's attributed to when women and girls do that mm-hmm. so that has to change i think it's a whole shift in the points of view mm-hmm. that the community and the culture and our in our American culture needs to have when viewing girls in sports and women yeah. in sports. Well, I think you guys are so very talented. And again, you guys are the girls' boss, uh, varsity volleyball team. You guys are undefeated. Yes. 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 All right. <laughs> Last year, you went uh, to the semifinals for the first time since 1990. Yes. yes. What, Coach Kilpatrick, what did you do to get the girls prepared for this? Oh, my God. Well, um, I don't know how many girls was last season. I think there was like maybe 12 or 10 or 12 girls. Um, putting them in the right position, um, in their strengths to, to play uh, volleyball. And there was a huge bonding um, with the girls. Mm-hmm. Um, and so once you do that and they, they go on the court, they have the confidence because they're not put in a position they don't know how to play. So um, it just all came together. It, actually, the, the playoffs and how, they're, how we're ranked on max prep, it says we were ranked six, so we were, like, excited. But when um, CIF did the, the ranking, we were 13. <laughs> and I said, I don't care if we're 13 or one. Mm-hmm. We're going to play our game of volleyball. And I say that to this day. And the girls went further than I even thought we could because we were coming out of our comfort zone. We weren't playing at home. We were playing at their home. And we just kept on winning. It was incredible. <laughs> we just kept on winning. <laughs> we kept on winning. And we never gave up. And it was the girls that were on the court, and it is still today, the girls on the court doing that work. Yes, absolutely. That's so inspiring. Christine, can you talk about what you what you did to get ready mentally and physically for, for playoffs playoffs is a whole different arena in terms of like league what we've been playing it's so it's so much more com- competitive as coach said and i think in my mind i put in myself like oh this is a whole different area that yeah. that means that means i have to do way better than i did exactly. before so I tra- we, we trained. We had more practice for us as varsity. We did so much to prepare for playoffs. Alexis, what about you? What did you do to get ready for the game, and what and what have you learned? I learned a lot of things throughout the time between the league game and going to playoffs. It was like a big step. I was like, wow, like I'm actually going to playoffs on a varsity team for the <laughs> first time. I was like, wow, like and we're undefeated too. Like I don't know. It was just. Every time I made a mistake, I learned better and better to do. Keep trying, trying to succeed and like to make it perfect. Yes, yeah. And Alex, Alexa. <laughs> well, what I did was self-reflect from past games. I've definitely learned um, the hardship and my mistakes. So I've been learning um, throughout practice, and even if it's just at home, with my mentality to. 
to play better than what I did before. Right. There's some athletes that even before they step out on the to the court or the field, they imagine the they go through the whole game in their head. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you see it works. Yes. Mm-hmm. And Ollie, what about you? Well, this is my senior year, so it feels like I have been preparing for this yes. my whole life. Um, you know, I think that, of course, practice comes with it. You know, we train hard. We do different drills. We try to switch it up and, you know, figure out our strategies, stuff like that. Um, personally, I've prepared myself mentally, which is, you know, a struggle for an athlete. And for me personally, for me, it's always been the mental game. It's it's easy for me to have the fight, but it's harder for me to work together with, you know, six, seven, whatever, how many new strangers. So for me, I just think that this is one of the closest bonds that I've had with a team in my eight, nine years playing. And so, you know, that's really prepared me to be like, okay, well, we got this far with our skill. Now, how are we going to use our chemistry together to help each other. Exactly. Right. right. So do you guys see yourself playing in college? I know it's a different ball game. (laughs) Of course they are. Of course. (laughs) Yeah, you know, I've I've thought this out for since I've started playing. You know, it was my first game in sixth grade. My coach had taken us to a UCLA versus USC game. And from that moment, seeing that intensity, seeing that passion, you know, diving like however far for this ball and that ball, that really made me think, you know, I want to do this. I want to do this for as long as I can. Yes. Yeah. It's it's such a joy. And Tony, as, as as a mom, how do you see your daughter going from, you know, playing when she was so very young to transitioning into a college atmosphere, maybe on a team? It's amazing. I mean, to watch your child, you know, it's like when you when you when you have a, a, a newborn and then they start their toddler and they start walking and <laughs> you're watching them and you're like, don't fall. But, right. And you want to save them. And so it's kind of like that when you see your your daughter playing sports, you you see like, oh, get that ball. And, and right. you're like, you know, really rooting for them. And mm-hmm. and and you're feeling their pain when they lose and you're feeling the thrill of victory along with them. So it's an amazing thing to see her, you know, when she was young and and playing and to just evolving. But it's more than just developing and evolving in skills. But again, the the mental game and just her maturing and and um and just, you know, her mental health and her um, vision for the future. Mm-hmm. It's it's an amazing thing to see, and that's why it is such an important thing to encourage our daughters uh, and girls to play sports and to stay in sports. Yes. And Coach Kilpatrick, you competed at such a high level yourself. Can you talk about the transition from going to high school to going to college and competing? Everybody could beat me. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I was I was scared. Um, yes, as com- coming in, knowing that everybody can do what I'm doing, and actually maybe even quicker than me. So yeah, it was a scary moment, and um, it it took a t- it took some time for me to get to the point where it's like, okay, it's about you now. You got to think about how you're running and you know what you need to do. So um, even though we all became really close, but we were all competing against each other. Mm-hmm. So um, and so that's what brings on the competitiveness of 
you know, with the sport. What about being a scholar and an athlete? How did you go about managing your studies along with, you know, you know, bringing home the A's as along with, you know, being on the track and on the field? Well, I think academics comes first um, in every sport, because when the sport is over and you get older, you're you, you're leaning on what you've done in college. And so I've always pushed academics. I was like, OK, you're not doing so well. So listen, you need to go home. You need to do your homework, get do your stuff and then you can come back. Mm-hmm. Um, that's always been my motto. And um even also, it, it's carried on all the way through my life. Um, even to my daughter, I'm like, okay, so you you want to work, but guess what? Academics comes first. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to play a sport in college? That's great, but guess what? Your grades aren't there. So get that up, and then because you have to be well rounded. Yes, and being well rounded has so many different components <laughs> that you've got to kind of all fit them in, right. and and to make you who you are. And that's the thing. As an athlete, you have to function at such a higher level than most, I feel, because you you have your academics, but you also have to be physically, you know, full of strength, mentally full of strength. And then if you're radiating at that higher level, you you always have to be there, mm-hmm. you know, because if you're not then something's going to fall off the track (laughs) eventually. And they always say that humans do not use their full brain. We only use like 10% of our brain. And so I think sports and like what you're saying, going at that high level pushes you to go, wow, I I can do it. You know, I can time manage. I can get those grades. I can play sports. I can play two sports. You know, I can do it. Um, Because we're not, you know, when you're not in sports, you're just kind of in a comfort zone. And you're just kind of cruising along. Romance with the familiar. Because you know how to do that. And it's just like, okay, but if I get out of my comfort zone, oh, no, I have to learn something else. Right. Oh, oh, no, I have to, you know, use my muscle a different way than I'm, I'm used to. Right. right. Exactly. Right. So that's that's uh, another benefit. Yeah. So what are who are some of the people that you guys feel you look up to that that you want to strive to? I know, Ali, you mentioned Serena Williams. Are, do you guys have anyone else that you look to and say, oh, wow. I'm... Michael Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> and why is that? He was relentless and he was fearless. And he played his game, but he also was a team mentor. So he, I don't know, he just had the whole around package. And also he was cute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest. Yes, yeah, yeah. Let's be honest yeah. here. So, Tony, uh, you were on the show a few months ago talking about, you know, equality uh, for women in sports and in the workplace and um, I had a, a listener contact me that was uh, appalled that you were saying that women should be in the locker room um, or sh- they were they were like women should not be in the locker room. Mm-hmm. Um, but we we're talking about that. Tell, tell us yeah. what what about that statement makes the scales just drop and break and crumble on the ground. Yeah. Well, I mean, the point is access. So when you have a male journalist and a female journalist and you want to interview the team that just won, 
You know, that, so that's a, that's a good piece. You want to do that to advance your career and to be visible. But if only the men can go in there and interview the team and it happens to be in the locker room, then the woman should be allowed to do that because then you're depriving the woman journalists from access to that story. You know, and so that's why I think the sports world needs to self reflect and see what kind of systems and processes and expectations that we have in place and see that it impacts negatively to women. You know, so if you're going to have an interview um, and you're going to interview the team and you don't want women in that locker room, then Equally, keep the men out of that locker room. Have an area where you can interview the, you know, the captain of the team or the or, or whoever the, you know, the players, the MVP in an area where it's not in the locker room and it's equally accessible to both the man and the woman journalist. Mm-hmm. There was this thing that I saw. Um, it was a, a group of people were on a stage, and it was kids. It was adults. It was. Um, people from different backgrounds, and they would read uh, about, you know, step forward if you grew up with uh, in a one-parent household. Did you guys see that? No. no okay. Or s- step forward if um, you uh, went to public school. Or step backward if you... So they had different things to ask the people and the most people that came forward were um, I mean it was different for every study but the most people that came forward were uh, in this one study were young uh, Caucasian people who had more advantages to getting ahead than and in the back row were people of color and you know people that weren't from America or whatever but in talking to them it was about the opportunity and they didn't see what advantages they may have and mm-hmm. speaking of what you're saying you know to have an advantage that other people may or may not have can mean success or failure. Exactly. It's it's all about the access and the abilities and the uh, and the equal opportunity to have um, access to not just sports and scholarships and good equipments and good coaches, equal pay. Um, but you know those are uh, what's so important uh, to to look at and self reflect on. And that's why the the laws like Title IX, like I was saying, are so important. But they need to be implemented. You know, so so we've come a long way in having these laws of equality, but we have to implement them and we have to follow them and we have to really live to those, um, you know, terms as mm-hmm. far as equality goes. And growing up in a household, I did my my father was all American. My dad was all American, <laughs> you know, um, but he raised me within the mentality of uh, sports mentality about comp- uh, competing. Now, I know you guys talk about a lot about, you know, there are struggles that you have. Coach Kilpatrick, can you talk, can you discuss having struggles versus, I don't, I don't want to say pushing through those struggles, but, or not, not focusing on them, but focusing on the success where, you know, you go, you go undefeated. Like, how do you take your, your team and, not make that an issue, address it, but also elevate them to where they are undefeated. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, 
Okay, so when I was growing up, I grew up in England. And at the age of nine, I, I was playing a game called netball. It's like basketball, but you don't bounce it. Um, and I was goal attack, which is the fastest person on the court. But the person who actually could shoot the ball into the to the net, and so um, so when the county came to my father and said, "Oh, we she'll be the youngest. We'll look after her. She'll you know we'll take her. We'll pick her up. We'll bring her back. We'll pay for everything." He said no, and he kept on saying no. And he and <laughs> the reason she has chores, so I couldn't go because I I had chores. So. In my lifetime, I've not really had anybody stop me from doing what I need to do. Mm. Even if I was struggling with finance to do it, for some reason, I, would, I wouldn't ask anybody. But then I ended up asking, like, you know, I'm, I'm trying out for this track and field. I don't have, you know, shoes or something. Do you think you can loan me something? So asking um, was a sign of failure mm, in the past, right? right. You, you ask, oh, she doesn't have. And I think um, nowadays um, with the young people now, they they do ask and they do talk. Before, I didn't say anything. You mm-hmm. know, it was like I kept it to myself. But I think they're talking now. Um, and so once they start talking, then you start hearing it. And then if I can help, I'm like, okay, so what can I do to help? And they're like, oh, nothing. I was like, well, you know, do you want money or something to go buy your shoes or your knee pads that you don't have? And your parents might not be able to give it to you. And they're like, well, um, yeah, but I'll pay you back. And I go, yeah, you pay me back when you when you can. But the thing is, the struggles are there. It's mm-hmm. real. It's real to them. And it's um, it's almost like they're, they're not being able to be kids. Mm. You know, 18, uh, 17, 16-year-olds are acting like they're in their 20s or 30s. But guess what? They don't want the same things that we grew up with. They might not want a house to, you know, mm-hmm. they might not want kids or marriage or, or that stuff. So, you know, times have changed. Um, their struggles, though, I think is based on try- being adults before their time. Oh, wow. Well, but how do you change that? I mean, or do you change that mindset as a coach? Um, I don't think I can change that mindset except for I make the game fun. Oh, yeah. And they, they become kids. Yeah. You see that when they play and when they win, it's just... an. The amazing thing is when they're behind and they've lost a game and they come back the second game and they win the second game and then they win the third, the excitement of that is yeah. alone is like a beautiful thing to see because then you see them yes. as young adults and enjoying something the that they've achieved. Yeah. And so um, I think so. I think they they do it on their own. It I, just happens. I, I also feel I you know Tony, um, my son is six and he's you know he's starting soccer and everything. <laughs> but also there's a level of of uh, accountability for the parents mm-hmm. as well. What as you as a parent do you feel you have to instill in your in your daughter mm-hmm. to be a success? I think the number one thing is support. You know, you have to um, support them. And if they want to pursue a sport, uh, uh, then great. Like, like I remember with Ali, 
um, at the YMCA, we put her in basketball. And um, and I, in my head, I was thinking, oh, basketball, she's going to be a basketball player. Uh, then she goes to, you know, uh, joins a team, and it was volleyball. And she's like, I'm a volleyball player. I'm like, volleyball? I thought you were going to be basketball. And so not pushing that, it's like, okay, do volleyball. And then to support that. And look at, you know, and, and she, you know, really enjoys it. She loves it. She's like, oh, volleyball is easy. You know, how do you put a ball in that little little net? But volleyball, you just hit the ball, yeah, you know, yeah. get it over the net. So it's, I think the number one thing as a parent is support and encouragement. And to, you know, if, if, if um, failures along the way, you, you know, let them be. Let them, you know, learn from it themselves instead of, you know, why, why did that happen, you know? Right. So, Ali, as a team captain, if you could impart any views for young athletes coming into the game of volleyball, uh, what would you say to them? Um, well... You know, there's a lot of things that go into playing volleyball, of course, the skill, the talent, the work that you have to put in. But um, my advice would probably be, you know, keep working at it and keep digging at, you know, what do you need to do better? Not I'm going to give my 100 percent because that's good. No, give your 110, give your 120, see how much you can push yourself and see how far you can get. Right. You know, never give up, never think, you know, this is getting too hard, you know, just put your mind to it and follow through with it. And Alexa, tell us what what you would impart in a young lady getting on a volleyball team or, you know, in a- athletics in general. Well, I feel like when you're a beginner or when you just like step like foot into the gym, I feel like one thing like you'll be worried about is that you don't play like, oh, you don't play like varsity or you don't play as good as how the other team plays. But what you need to understand is that it's not about how good you play. It's about playing together as a team and to work hard. Like, you really need to push yourself. And I feel like you'll be a good player if you go through hardship. In volleyball, you're supposed to go through a lot of obstacles, and if you don't go through that, then you're not playing volleyball. Uh, do, do hip flexors, d- does that count? <laughs> Those are painful, aren't yeah. they? Yeah. They're so yes. painful. Uh, Alexa, Alexis, can you talk about what you would impart? As a beginner, it might be a little challenges because like, you don't know anything about the sport, but like, as you go through it, like you shouldn't be scared to try something new in your life. You never know what happened, you know, like for a beginner on any sport, like, just don't be scared to do it. Just have confidence in yourself. Just know, like, okay, I could do this. Like, I got it. I have confidence in myself. And, like, in the team, too, like, you could, like, cooperation, preparation. Like, team always becomes a family to you. Yeah, yeah. And Christine? I would say... Um, I would say, um, like... Alexa said, don't give up and everything, but we were all there at some point. Like, mm-hmm. Don't be scared. Um, at first, I was scared. I think all of us were scared. We didn't know anything. We were all there at some point. There are some people who are gifted and natural, but most of us, we were just, we were just, we just, we had to go through there. I mean, through it. And to go through it means you have to have determination. We have to have um, 
we shouldn't give up and we shouldn't let anyone else get in the way of what we wanted to do. Right. If you want to be a volleyball player or any other athlete like basketball, you have to get go I mean get you have to have grit. Yeah, <laughs> you have to go in there and do it, you know. Yeah. 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 And go to practice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go to practice. <laughs> Don't skip it. Exactly. <laughs> And C- Coach Beverly Kilpatrick, you know, being one of the most successful uh, coaches in the history of Los Angeles. <laughs> oh, for three years. <laughs> for three years at Hollywood High. Um, talk to us about being a championship coach and, like, if anybody w- would like to be a coach, because not everyone can be a coach. What are some top skills that you need as a coach to be such a to have such a, a winning team? Um, you definitely have to have determination and um, you also have to actually know what you're teaching. <laughs> right? <laughs> um, you can't just be a coach and not know but volleyball. Well, I had to learn volleyball um, even though I played it on the beach a couple of times but I really didn't even know every single position. But I believe to be a good coach is to be diverse and play as many sports as you can. Because guess what? Eventually, when you actually pick a sport, it's, it's kind of some, um, similar to the sport that you've played before. So I did track and field. How does that relate to, to volleyball? But guess mm-hmm. what? I teach tennis. <laughs> and guess what oh tennis looks gosh. like? Hey, it looks like volleyball to me. So it was so easy for me to transition and learn volleyball. Transferable yes, skills. Because you can use your skills. So I um, I think that coaches need to be open-minded. They coach on the court. And uh, a parent, if there are a parent outside of the court, um, for the kids, um, I, I think that we have to wear many hats. Mm-hmm. And um, and it's not always about winning. It's about, I always say, there's no I in T in team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so um, there's to work to as a team. I think that's building their confidence, building them to work together. It'll last them a, a lifetime. And Tony, tell us about like the, the laws that are in place that we can used to strive to be greater, to be who we are, to elevate young females in the game of sports. Yeah. So um, as far as the laws go, you know, we talked about Title IX and how access to sports and um, uh, scholarships and, uh, you know, equal opportunity, that's in place. And so that's always your go-to law when there's something that's, uh, you know, being where you see that your girls are being treated differently or women are being t- treated differently. Then there's the employment laws, you know, as far as salary goes and equality in, in the workplace. You know, when you're um, an athlete, when you're, um, you know, a coach um, or where you do something in sports that's, that's uh, in in the work setting, uh, that you need to be paid equally. And so there's the Equal Pay Act. There's the laws that protect you in that. And there's also anti-retaliation laws. So when you do speak out, uh, like we were talking about, and you speak out and you say, you know what, I'm not being paid fairly. I'm not being paid equally to my male counterpart. Mm-hmm. 
you cannot be fired for that. You cannot be retaliated for that. You cannot be stripped of your position because of that. So those are the go-to laws, um, you know, the Equal Pay Act, Title IX. Those are the laws that are in place that people should know about. Um, but as far as encouraging uh, girls and, and women to go into sports, I mean, I think one thing we can do, like Ali had mentioned, was um, take them to a, a, a game, you know, take them to, you <laughs> know, expose you, them, expose to, expose stuff. them yes. to that. Or how about this? Like, if there's a birthday, why don't you get um, a sports equipment as a gift? Yeah. You know, like here's some um, a baseball bat, here's mm-hmm. a volleyball, here's a football to a girl. You know, mm-hmm. who you know for for their birthday, um, and encourage them, mentor uh, young girls to to do sports, be a role model yourself. I think those are such great ways to encourage you know girls to stay in sports and and. and and thrive and, and, you know, go into um, a career possibly in sports because there's a lot of opportunities in sports. Look at you. you were, were you an athlete? Yeah. Yes. yes. And now you're on ESPN radio yes, talking yes. to athletes. So Absolutely. there's like sports really lead you into many different um, directions and opportunities in the area of sport. I, I believe that. And it's so much fun. And even if you can't be that elite athlete because, you know, the hip flexors hurt you or you tear, you tear your ACL or whatever. It's, it's, there are so many wonderful things you can do. So right. thank you for that. Yes. And Tony, how can we get a hold of you and find out more information about what you do? Uh, so my website is harmia.com, and I'll spell that because no one ever <laughs> spells it correctly. Uh, it's J-A-R-A-M-I-L-L-A, harmia.com, and I'm Tony with an I, Tony Harmia. Awesome. And girls, young ladies, and and young ladies, um, I hear there's a cheer that you guys do. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Let's do it. Cheer. Go. H-O-O-Y-W-O-O-D, say what? H-O-O-Y-W-O-O-D, say what? Hollywood chic pride. Hollywood on three. One, two, three. Hollywood. Oh, my God, that was amazing. <laughs> Ollie, Thank Alexa, you. Alexis, Christine, and Coach Beverly Kilpatrick. Thank you guys so much. Oh, thank, thank you so much for having us. This has been and, fun. And, Tony, thank you so much for bringing us all together. It's truly amazing. Thank you thank so you. much. I'm LaFern Cusack, and this is ESPN LA with the winning girls varsity and JV volleyball team for Hollywood High. Thank you guys so much. Thank Thank you. Yes. 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 ESPN LA 710.